Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink Connect Connects, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 60. We are Oof. at 6-0. We're going to be going over the previous week in wrestling from the 11th of January all the way up to, I believe, the 15th of January. There wasn't anything major that happened over the weekend, so we have some things to talk about from Monday Night Raw. A little moment that I want to talk about from Impact Wrestling on Tuesday as well as the Wednesday Night Wars and Friday Night SmackDown. But we're going to start it off, as always, with Monday Night Raw. And the show opened with the game, Triple H. uh, Everything got thrown into a little bit of a blender when uh, When it came out on Monday. McIntyre tested positive for COVID. So, you know, best wishes to him. Speedy recovery, hopefully. It doesn't um, deter any of the plans. Yeah, it seems as if because they haven't said anything else about it, it might be either a light case or an asymptomatic case. Mm-hmm. Because he seemed in good spirits and in healthy spirits on Monday. Yeah, and they uh, haven't Monday. made any other announcements lately, and it looks like they may still be going forward with their Oldberg. plan for the... Yeah, Oldberg versus uh, McIntyre. Which that was confirmed Which, last night. Yeah, I'm just... Or not last night, last week. Yeah, he because he, he accepted the, uh, accepted the, challenge. the challenge. I just... Just get get rid of him, please. I, we really don't need him shoved down our throats. He's not that. We're talking important. about Goldberg. Just to put that yeah. out there, in case you, in case anybody was wondering, we're talking about Goldberg. Oldberg. Oldberg. Whatever. Um, it, just give to, me Gilberg over Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. Give me Gilberg. Give me uh, give me the Brooklyn Brawler over Goldberg. I don't care. I I don't want to see. Goldberg in another title match because I I have this deep fear that he's going to win the match. I have almost a certainty that he's going to win the match. God. Just based on when in the last few years, when Goldberg, since Goldberg returned at the 2016 Survivor Series, since he returned, when has he been put on TV without being in a position where he's going to win the belt or win a big match. He hasn't. Everything's been uh, championship-level uh, um, matches. That's yeah. all it's been. So it's almost like, why bring him back if they don't have plans to put the belt on him unless they're giving a massive rub to McIntyre? Goldberg's picking no, up I that mean, belt. I mean, if he scores victories over both Lesnar and Goldberg, that'd be huge. Yeah. He does it. And he does it basically in a calendar year. Mm-hmm. That would be huge. Yeah, so, less than a calendar year. I mean, I'd like to see that. I'm just afraid that that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but, yeah, the show opened with Orton and Triple H having a face-to-face. Um, mm-hmm. Orton basically saying that, you know, y- you made me, uh, almost like you made me like this. You made me go after all these guys. All and these legends. You're the and... next legend I'm gonna kill, is essentially what he was saying. Is that yep. the only reason you're here is because you want to fight me. Yep, and then Triple H tried to like back out and he's like, No, I'm not here to fight you. That's not what I want to do. And then he basically goes, Oh well, what you you left your balls at home? Stephanie yeah, you, has did you your leave balls. your balls in Stephanie's purse or something? And it's like, uh, that's all you have to say to Mr. Helmsley, because that'll get him uh that'll get Riled him going. Up. So Yeah, and the they had event. a fight. They had a fight later yes. on. It was a fight. It wasn't a match. It was a fight. Mm-hmm. Which, 
reminds me of the time when they were actually feuding and they should have had a fight and then they just had a regular wrestling match. So yeah, I really like the way that this was dressed up. Uh, Hunter came out. He wasn't in really wrestling gear. Um, neither was Randy. And yeah. It was it was a fight, and they but were I just mean, trying to I put mean, each other. But I mean, Randy's regular clothes and his ring gear are very very similar. Okay, I'll give you that. I'm just because it's, it, it's not like it's not, it's like not like that old Apex Randy. Predator, you know, the short shorts and stuff like that that he usually wears. Yeah, and it's so. not like old uh, like uh, Legacy Randy and yes. um, Evolution Randy where he dress up in a suit and all that. Yep. Yeah. No, it's like it's normally trunks or shorts, a sleeveless hoodie, or a t-shirt. That's that's yep. Randy Orton. No, that's that's where he is. And you know, like you said, it was a fight, and we'll get to that in a little bit because there's mm-hmm. a lot of little pieces that came out of that fight too. Yeah. Um. The next segment I wanted to mention is Charlotte Flair's heel turn is being it's- done in a really interesting way. It's being done in a very odd way because you're involving Lacey Evans, who last year heel to face, heel to face. It, it was very odd what they did with her, and she's because, obviously working heel right now. Yes, because she's working with Nature Boy, and then you got that whole element where it looks like they're partners, and they want to go back to their hotel room afterwards and oh, shut it it's, down. It's my Ric spine. Flair being it's Ric Flair, it's, but I can remember last year when we were talking about. Post Saudi, uh, no, maybe it was 2019 when Evans and when Evans Italia and Italia had, had that, that match. match. Yep, and I said that is where you turn her face. She's in the ring, she's embracing Natalia, they're hugging. You could even build them as a tag team. Yeah, and it seemed like they did turn her face for a little bit, and for, then all of a sudden, for a cup of coffee, she turned. Yeah, face. and then she turned back heel, and then she disappeared for a little bit, and then she had the face thing that was going on between um, her and Bailey because Bailey yep. was making. Um, making jokes about her daughter and stuff like that. So, um, right now again she's working heel, but it's a very weird heelish dynamic because it looks like they're trying to turn Charlotte heel because Charlotte's picking on her father. And yeah, I, it, it's a jumbled mess. But I have faith with the three characters that are involved in this mess that something would come out of it. Yeah, and I think the best thing, in my opinion, to come out of this is a heel turn for Charlotte and a true heel turn that leads to her and Asuka feuding for the belt. Because that feud, give it two, three matches, will will be up there with feud of the year just on principle. Of course. Of course, because they already had had a good WrestleMania match. It was a good one. It wasn't great. It was good uh, between each other where Asuka's streak was broken. And I almost feel like Asuka needs to get it back and then eventually drop the title to Charlotte. Because I think Charlotte needs to get the belt back on her to then build up that next huge baby face. Yeah, well, even if it's another title run for Asuka, but you need to stop building up other people that Charlotte is going to feud with as well. Maybe a returning Sarah Logan once the Viking Raiders get cleared. I mean, there's a couple of different things you can do here. I know Sarah Logan had come out and said that she's not going to wrestle again, but who knows what the future yeah, entails. She, so. she became a mother. So yes. here's here's my thought, is that this feud between Asuka and Charlotte comes to a head 
at SummerSlam when Charlotte finally beats her because Asuka gets that win at Mania. Asuka feuds with Shayna for a month and a half, two months, comes out of that feud, back to Charlotte, and the one to challenge Charlotte after SummerSlam is Rhea Ripley. Because they have prior beef. Yes, they do. So that's kind of where my thought process is. It's long-term booking, and we know the E is not the biggest fan of long-term booking. They no, book they make about, changes every they, week. They book about maybe a month in advance with storylines, but week to week, everything can change. <laughs> yeah, we've witnessed that plenty of times. Yeah. So, again, that's kind of where I'd like it to go, but will mm-hmm. it go there? I don't know. I don't know. I would like Baszler to take the belt off Oscar. I'd like to have Rhea and Baszler kind of battle throughout the summer months. You just build the Oscar Charlotte feud without the belt. Um, and then um, you can have Rhea or Baszler still hold, preferably Baszler still holding the title. You could have then Charlotte take the belt off of Baszler and then maybe build to Rhea versus Charlotte that way. Yeah. That would be like a next Royal Rumble thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Oscar or Charlotte need the belt to build that feud. I think they can build no. that feud without the belt. And I think, I think a Rhea Ripley retention at WrestleMania could work. Yes, um, the following WrestleMania, not this one, yeah. but next one. No, yeah. no, 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 no. So I'm saying she wins the belt at Rumble, and then retains at WrestleMania, and that's her WrestleMania moment. Because not always oh, winning next the belt. Year. Yes, yeah. yes, because. A lot of people, aside from Shayna Baszler, have had WrestleMania moments, in my opinion, in the top card of the women's division right now. Mm-hmm. Charlotte has, Asuka has, but Rhea and Shayna have yet to. So I think, yeah, you're right. I think they're a couple of the next ones to have these big WrestleMania moments in the women's division, specifically on Raw. SmackDown's a whole different, whole different ballgame. Yes, it is. But moving on to the next segment. Another jumbled mess. I know. Keith Lee and Sheamus seem to be best buddies now working together to uh, beat, I believe it was Miz and Morrison. Mm-hmm. Where they broke the turnbuckle and everything. Yeah. Which was an awesome spot. It was great. Um, and then post-match, they start fighting. Yeah. And then During after the commercial that break, match, there's a fallout. Now all of a sudden they're fighting each other, coming out of commercial break. Uh, Lee gets the big victory, and then all of a sudden they embrace and hug. What? Yeah. What? So, I don't get it because it's like, it's inevitable that these two guys... Seamus is turning face. No, Seamus is turning heel. It's inevitable he's going to turn heel. He's going to turn on McIntyre. You don't think this is a bar 2.0 thing? No. No. I think... Sheamus is going to turn on McIntyre, and you know that's going to be Sheamus's turn um, to then build to a Sheamus McIntyre match. I think post Mania. Uh, I don't think that's going to be Mania. I think it's just going to be like a one-off match on a pay-per-view or no, a Monday night post Raw. post Mania. It's not going to be at oh. Mania. It'll be after Mania. I don't, I don't trust the E to hold out that for that long. I mean, they've already been holding it out for a few weeks. I think it's going to be post Rumble. Yeah, okay. So long as McIntyre retains. So long as McIntyre... Well, maybe even 
if McIntyre when drops. McIntyre doesn't retain, yeah. and then you know you get that whole build between them two. Where McIntyre, where Sheamus kind of starts chomping his jaw at McIntyre and all that, and McIntyre yep. gets fed up with it, and they just have a blow off. Yeah, okay. yeah, correct. Uh, but right. this this whole match thing, this whole thing with Lee and Sheamus just didn't make sense to me. No. Didn't, um, I mean, it was good. Ma- it was good matches all around. So you can never discredit the E because they always put good matches on. But the the story, uh, I'm just lost. It's not there. Yeah. Um, At least it's not there for me. Yeah. Um, a big uh, win for another big man. Um, yes. T Bar Retribution is picking up some victories. And be they it, need to. They need to pick up this steam yeah. because be it at um, the expense of Xavier Woods because Kofi uh, is injured. That's okay. But Xavier Woods can eat the pins. Correct. And that what that does is that allows you to build to a T-Bar and a Mace tag team to get yes. you into the tag team division to face the New Day. To and face Hurt Business. Hurt Business, you know. So I think I like I like the direction they're going with. Uh, Retribution has been, like you said, really picking up steam. I think they've, as a as a unit, I believe they've won like their last eight matches or something like that. Because they've even won some something stuff on like main that. event. Yeah, it, they've so. definitely picked up some W's on main event. Um, yeah, because uh, um, Slapjack beat uh, Humberto Carrillo. Yep, this past week on main event, and I so. think Mia Yim. Has won a couple of times on main event. Yep, I think she's beaten Dana Brooke a couple of times. Yeah. So, it. I mean, you know, we don't really cover too much about what goes on on main event, but there's a lot of stuff that is carrying over to what's happening on Monday Night Raw, especially with a faction like Retribution. Yeah, so that, that works when so well in that, in that smaller... Yes, and when storylines don't seem to be making sense, just take the hour out of your day and go and watch main event, which is really, realistically, it's not even an hour. It's like 40-something minutes, and all it is is wrestling that helps you tie into whatever storylines are happening on mm-hmm. Raw. Yeah. Um, next uh, bit I want to talk about is um, we had a, all of about a three-minute United States title match. Yeah, what was that? What is the point of having Matt Riddle put on this wrestling clinic with Bob Lashley last week or two weeks ago just to have him get squashed in three minutes in a title match. Well, you have to remember the referee messed up the previous week by not seeing that Riddle was tapping out. So I think, as I've said, Bob Lashley is pretty much untouchable in the E. So the fact that Riddle kind of and I'm going to use air quotes here, cheated a victory the first time they got in the ring together. Um, I think this was just a way to reassert the fact that, hey, when the title is on the line, Bob Lashley is indestructible. Yes, you can't touch him. You can't get on his level. So I think that's what this was kind of like showing because every time Lashley's had to put his belt on the line or any time that the Hurt Business is needed an enforcer, Lashley's just shown up and dominated. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that they continue in this trend and I don't think Riddle loses any real steam from this. I think that it helps again, you're, you're establishing these factions. So Retribution's being established with their victories on main event and their victories here on Raw. The Hurt Business, man, I mean they are just going out and Outside of the the loss to Lucha House Party, um, they've been pretty much of, untouchable. 
Exactly. And Bob Lashley has been untouchable, minus, again, a fluke loss to Riddle because the referee wasn't paying attention. So Lashley gets his gets his sights on. He realizes the title's on the line, and he just goes out and he absolutely dominates. So do I like seeing wrestling matches that last for three minutes and then they end and then Riddle goes and challenges somebody else and he wins via disqualification? I don't like that kind of storytelling, but I do like the element of, hey, Bobby Lashley's dominant. we got to keep him dominant. He's going to destroy Matt Riddle. That's it. Yeah. I can agree with that to a point. Um, it, it It is going to have to come to a point where there is going to have to be someone on on the level of Lashley because he will not forever be the United States champion. No, so, no. So come a point, someone will need to take that belt off of him. Mm-hmm. Who do I think that person should be? I think it should be Matt Riddle. I agree with you. I agree with you because I think Riddle could, again, take the rub, and then what that does is that can move Lashley into a different title picture. Or the other option is, you mentioned this, him relinquishing the title to MVP. And then MVP out, is the yeah. ones who is the one who loses that title. Yeah, that, that think, is an I th- option. I think you keep the belt on Lashley for a little while because your your main title area is a little fogged up right now because you introduced Oldberg again. So yeah, the and and the other the only other contender for the WWE title of the recent past is caught up with a fiend. Yeah. So. Yeah, and he's not moving from the fiend because, as we get into the main event of this show, um, um, so more elements I, of mystery and fire. I guess up here. I guess fight fire with fire is a very legitimate saying in WWE yeah. because Alexa Bliss legitimately hamehame hod into freaking Randy Orton's face. Yeah. Yeah. And I Luke loved Kang it. Fireball. I loved it. Um, oh, it was perfect. It was perfect because, it again, I have said this so many times about some of my favorite characters in the E. I love, 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 love the supernatural element of what characters do with the right storytelling. I bashed AEW last week for the way that they handled... Um, what's her name? Abaddon. Thank you. I bashed them because you have commentators saying, oh, she's just some crazy woman who puts paint on. No. Now you've got Alexa Bliss who has this dark spiritual element that she's gained from being she's almost part of the fiend. Exactly. And she's able to take you know, this idea of being set on fire and she's able to harness this energy. And Triple H was so scared, he just dropped his, he dropped his sledgehammer and, you know, beelined it out of the ring he's like yeah peace my, my sledgehammer is just gonna catch fire mysteriously in the middle of this ma- what um i'm out have a nice day guys and the best part is is as the light shut down that is the telltale sign that the fiend is approaching well it wasn't the fiend who showed up this past week it was alexa bliss mm-hmm. and she taught randy austin a serious lesson in don't play with fire yeah because you're gonna get burned exactly i loved loved love this and I love how they're just going to continuously slowly build this into another good match between these two guys Yeah. and Alexa Bliss is busy tonight at 8 o'clock tonight I mean when Raw starts don't forget she has a face to face with Mr. Orton and she also has a one on one match with Asuka mm-hmm. so it's a very busy week for and Ms. I'm, I'm, Ms. I'm very Bliss. excited because 
the last time Bliss competed in the ring was just before she had this full on turn with the fiend. She was still she was just getting that still possessed a little bit, mm-hmm. but she didn't have this whole playground character. This will be our first real vision of Alexa Bliss's playground in the ring. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's going to I'm be interested a, to see what the offense is going to be, be like. A lot of fun. Yes. <clears throat> All right, moving um, on. I know you wanted to talk about something that happened on Impact. Are we going to wait till we get to AEW, or are we going to talk about that now? I'm going to mention it when we get to AEW, because it has to do with AEW. Okay. Um, but we're going to move on to NXT. Okay. So the show opened with a singles bout between Candice LeRae and Shotzi Blackheart, which this, I believe, is their singles blow-off <clears throat> for now, because the way being Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae are entering into the Women's Dusty Cup, as well as Shotzi Blackheart and her partner, Ember Moon. That's an interesting uh, tandem between Shotzi and Ember, one of those thrown-together tag teams. Um, I do feel that the way will come out um, if they end up having a one-on-one match together um, because the other two teams in the Dusty Cup Carter are... Carter and Cantonazaro. Yep, who should win the tournament. And... Dakota Kai, nope. Yeah, no. oh, it's Dakota Kai. And Is it? no, no, it's um. Oh my God, why am I? Free? I think it is Dakota Kai and uh, Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes, not not Raquel Gonzalez. It is not Raquel Gonzalez. Let me, let me double check. Let me do a little bit of quick research. But I'm almost Actually, certain you, you might be right. You might be right. It's Mercedes Martinez. I know it's Mercedes Martinez. I just want to make sure it's Dakota Kai with her. Because Raquel Gonzalez is focused on the NXT women's title. Yes, that's right. It is Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Okay. I was about to say, Dakota Kai doesn't make sense on that one. Dakota so Kai Tony- and Raquel Gonzalez will probably be a tag team. Yeah, but that's not going to happen because they got the four. I think it's only going to be four teams in the women's tag team thing. I have a feeling so too. Yeah, so and it should be Carter and Catanzaro because they're the correct. only legitimate think, tag team. I think. Um, I think it should be, um, the way versus Blackheart and Ember Moon, and they come out. The way wins that match, yep. and then you have Catanzaro and Carter. Uh, Carter come out on top of Mercedes Martinez, Storm Martinez yeah. and Storm and then you get Canizaro and Carter beating the way. Yeah. That's what I would do. I, would be, I really would be, I really like Hartwell, the two of them. It would be Hartwell eating the pin in that match. No. No. Let let Loray eat the pin. You think? Yeah, let her eat the pin. Alright. I I I just think it, it I think it builds up um Carter and Cannonzaro so much better if they actually score the pinfall over Candice LeRae. Yeah. So. Now. Um, I'm excited about the Women's Dusty Cup, though. There's yeah. four really good teams. Yeah. Um, I do have to say, I heard one of the best quotes to come into NXT in a while. Okay, go ahead. Balor said that they don't manufacture the cloth he's cut from. Yes, that is a great quote. Um, essentially, Finn Balor was saying he's done with Kyle Riley. Kyle Riley's now drinking out of a straw. He's the one drinking out of eating out of a straw, 
and all this yep. and kind of saying that he taught him who the real champ is and that he is ready for whomever's next. And who's next is Peter Dune. Yes. Um, so Pete Dunne and company it. come out and attack Balor. And who comes out for the save? None other than Undisputed Era. I know. Is is Finn Balor a temporary member in Undisputed Era? No, no. Finn Balor is a lone wolf, my friend. I just think that the Undisputed Era is sick of McAfee's boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can agree with that. Well, so that's, just that's almost certain, yeah. Yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, so. Yeah. Um, moving on to the first match of the Dusty Cup. We had the grizzled young veterans defeating Everize, which, damn, Everize has made a name for themselves in the re- in the recent weeks. Yeah, they have. They are so good. Um, they have really come from almost nothing. I wouldn't say nothing, but from from a tag team that would just job out to to having legitimate matches with legitimate competitors and putting on almost wins. Like, yeah, there I were know. moments where I thought they were going to come out on top of that match. It would have been nice, but I think GYV is the better um, better team to build with right now. Hot oh. take, GYV's winning the whole cup. Ooh. They're going to beat another team we'll talk about in the finals. Okay. And we're going to talk about that team right now, MSK. Wesley, yes, the new the new team. That Wesley was and Nash Carter, formerly Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz, the Rascals from Impact. Oh my God, they're so much fun! <laughs> yes, they are. Oh, they are off the wall. They are a lot of fun to watch. True tag team, um, and it's just they're electrifying. Is the only real word I can think to describe them is that they are an electrifying tag team. They are. I mean, some of their offensive move sets is incredible, man. Yeah. So, the Rascals, oh my god, I can't call them that. MSK um actually <laughs> ended up defeating Jake Atlas and Isaiah Swerve Scott, a thrown together tag team for their Dusty Club. And I think the final is going to be GYV versus MSK and GYV is going to come out on top. Okay. I'm kind of looking over the um the bracket right now. And there are two teams that could really put a uh, a damper on this idea. So, obviously, UE, you can't forget about Undisputed Era. Okay, so the reason That's, I the reason I disagree with that is because Undisputed Era is going to get one of their matches is going to be cost by Lorcan and Birch. Okay, I'm. I'm thinking it's going to be that semifinals match between them and, and GYV. Yeah. Okay. But on the other side, there is Imperium. Yeah. So. Okay. I so, can agree with that. There is Imperium, and I would love to see GYV versus Imperium again. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, My only issue is, so MSK next week, because we're going to talk about two more matches have to go up against uh, Maverick and Killian Dane. I know, I know. Mr. 205 Live, Killian Dane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think MSK is going to get the better of Drake Maverick, and that's okay. going to put them into the semifinals. 
And then the other match that happened at 205 lies Legato del Fantasma defeated the, the Bollywood boys. boys. Yep. Imperium will probably beat LHP next week. I see that. And then Fantasma versus Imperium, in my opinion, could go either way. It could. It it honestly could because th- both those teams are riding high. Yeah. But so I, I I go with Imperium when it comes to that match. You think Imperium's going all the way to the finals and then losing to GYB? I have a funny feeling. It's it's definitely going to be fun. Um, I have a I have a I have a very strong feeling that GYV will win the whole thing. Um, but then again, who knows? The way could end up winning the whole thing. The way could yeah. find find the way, way. Yeah. to to end up winning the whole cup. But well, that means that they're going to have to beat GYV uh in a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, that's that's what makes me nervous is because the way faced them off early, early enough in the competition where they could end up in the semifinals against UE and that's where UE has cost their match. And then if the UE- way make it to the final, I think the way win the whole thing. UE is going to lose its match regardless in the semis. That's when they're going to get eliminated. Okay, I agree. But I think that... I think if they weren't feuding with... Lorcan and Birch. Lorcan and Birch, they could win the whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. But I think because they are feuding with Lorcan and Birch, Lorcan and Birch have tunnel vision right now, and that's who they're looking at, and they want to make sure they eliminate them. So exactly, because... They're going to find a way to eliminate them. Because they're worried... I wouldn't say they're worried... But they see them as the most, the highest threat. Yes. So we just knocked out a lot of the. Uh, oh, UE defeated Brazango. That was another yeah, thing. Yeah. That, that yeah. was another match that happened. Um, and then they continued to feud as we were talking with uh, Brazango, not Brazango, uh, Lorcan Birch and Dune. Yep. Um, and the other one thing I wanted to mention from NXT was um, Zia Lee continues to impress. I like this um, new character for her a lot. I said that last week. I we like I said we never really talked much about the vignettes, but I've liked what they've been doing with her rebuilding that character. Yeah, and I like how she's just very, 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 very stiff. Very stiff, very brutal, and very unforgiving. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I'd like she, to see her with a nice submission hold, though. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know what kind of submission. I don't I don't see like a headlock. Um I don't really see an arm bark. I maybe a leg lock kind of no, thing. No, it's gotta be I think it's something like uh something in the head neck area for me. You think? Yeah. Something where she just chokes you out. Like a like a Shayna Baszler's Karakuta clutch or something like that. But done differently. So so my only my only uh difference on this is the fact of that she is a pure striker kind of wrestler. And I don't know exactly what kind of hold would fit a striker. Um, I know Baszler is a striker, but Baszler is also a joint manipulator. Xylee is a straight-out striker. Yeah. Fury, flurry of blows, that amazing back roundhouse kick finish. I think that's going to be her finish for a while is just knocking people out with that background house. Okay. I, I, like I said, I just like 
people having that ability to also tap people out. And I, I think agree. With the way that she was like waterboarded and stuff, I think it makes her a little bit edgier. So yes, yeah, sticking with the roundhouse kick is perfect. Um, but I'd like to see her build to a nice submission as well. Yeah, I can agree with that. Moving on to um, New Year's Smash, All Elite Wrestling Night 2. Um, first segment I wanted to talk about was the Inner Circle's New Year's Resolutions. This whole segment led to them determining who the tag team is in the Inner Circle. So next week, or this week, we are getting an Inner Circle triple threat tag team match between XLAX... MJF and Jericho and Guevara and Hager to determine who the actual tag team is inside of Inner Circle so they know who will be going after the tag belts. There's so much turmoil in that group. (laughs) It's so much fun to watch. Who comes out of that match as the tag team? And I have one LAX. LAX comes out of that match. It makes no sense to try to break them up. It, it wouldn't be breaking them up. It would just be they aren't the tag team to challenge for the belts. I know, it would but be it, somebody it would make else. no sense. They're the most seasoned tag team that they've got. Um, They're I mean, the this only tag team that they it, have. And this, and this isn't to knock on WWE, but it is going to be a jab. It'd be like what they did with the Iconics. Break, break the tag them up. team just to put them into something else. I know. Exactly. So don't do it. Let LAX remain as the tag team in the inner circle and just go from there yeah right, let me rephrase their 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 true name is proud and powerful okay proud but and powerful i i've i've always known him as lax but that's just me um continuing on with the impact and aew partnership because yeah, the good brothers happened the good brothers and um Kenny Omega had a match against, um, oh God, I can't remember. I know it was Brian Pillman and a couple other guys where the Elite win. But this continues that the Good Brothers are continuing to compete on AEW, solidifying that this is not just a one or two week thing. This is not an off thing. This is a full out partnership between Impact Professional Wrestling and All Elite Wrestling. Yep. Now, to what happened on Impact this past week... Rich Swan, the Impact World Champion, was pinned by Kenny Omega, the All Elite Wrestling Champion. Kenny Huge. Omega is, in my opinion, going to turn into the next Austin Aries. Because I don't know if you remember when Austin Aries held like eight belts. Well, he's going to be the cleaner. We don't even need to compare him to Austin Aries. He's going to be the cleaner. He's going to just go and he's going to take title after title from people. And he's going to go to other wrestling promotions that will allow him to come in. And he's mm-hmm. going to take their belts as well. As long we'll as AEW is willing to, you know, willing to showcase those belts on their programming every week, Kenny Omega is the cleaner again. So yeah. he's going to beat Rick Swan. He's going to take the belt off of Rick Swan. He's going to go to... Japan, and don't be surprised if he gets a belt in Japan. He'll probably take the U.S. belt off of Moxley. Probably. And then, you know, I mean, go to NWA because NWA is is in cahoots, not cahoots, but like in partnership with AEW because NWA's women's title is defended. Yep. 
Um, then you also have ROH, whatever's going on there. Yeah. I mean, before you know it, the cleaner could have four or five titles around he'll his waist, the, man. He'll take the AAA champion. Yep. If he already isn't. I think he might already be that AAA champion. But anyway, um, speaking of NWA Women's Championship, uh, we had a title match between Serena Deeb and Tay Conti. Um, I'm I'm happy to see Tay Conti doing relevant things because I've always been a big fan of Tanera Conti when she was in WWE, but she never got out of that very green um, spot in NXT. She always found that that low card women's battle royale member and person that eats losses to new up and comers and stuff like that. Now she's in legitimate matches with legitimate professional wrestlers like Serena Deeb. No, you're right. And Tanera Conti was, I I really liked her when she was in NXT, but like you said, she just got lost in the shuffle. And that's just unfortunate because she's a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. She's, she's one of the best true holds wrestlers that I've seen in a long time because she's She's a jiu- uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu professional. Mm-hmm. So. And then the final segment that I want to talk about from AEW is Darby Allen is still your TNT champion. As he, yeah, I know he be- successfully retains over Brian Cage. With the 100-pound difference. Yeah. And he's not bothered at all by it. All right. Moving into SmackDown. And there's one thing that I really, really want to talk about here. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro are getting put back into the top card and I'm so happy about it because they both pinned major stars in SmackDown. Shinsuke well, pinning before before we even get to the fact that they both got huge wins, right? Shinsuke's music is back. His face yes. music is back. The Rising Sun is back. He is coming back as a face. All right. And I love how you said that too, that they both got pins over major stars. We are calling Jay Uso a major star yeah, right now. Yeah, because he is. He's main event Jay Uso. It is awesome. And I love how Jay Uso basically just said, Hey, listen, I'm declaring for the Rumble. I'm going to win the Rumble. And then I'm going to go to Raw. And I don't care if it's McIntyre or Oldberg. And he called him Oldberg. Yeah, he did. I kind of marked <laughs> out of that. that. I was like, I he's, that was a- he's listening to the dunk. <laughs> yes. I don't know if he was, he slipped up when he was talking or anything, but no, that was he called him Oldberg. <laughs> and I loved it. And I love how, like, He's saying that he's going to solidify the family some more. And then Shinsuke Nakamura comes out and, dude, we could talk about those two matches. Nakamura versus Uso and Brian versus versus Cesaro. And, oh, my God. You know what I want? I want more of that. Give me some more Cesaro versus Brian. Throw some Shinsuke Nakamura into that. Let Nakamura and Cesaro have a blowout match. Oh, my God. Just give me all the wrestling. Like I said, WWE puts out great wrestling all the mm-hmm. time. And when you have the talent that they have, you can get matches like we just got. So what actually happened um, when when the split happened between USA and Fox where USA – has found itself as still the story show, and SmackDown is the wrestling show. Because it's true. 
because SmackDown has put out outstanding professional wrestling week after week after week. Yes, Raw has some good matches here and there, but Raw is mainly a story-driven show. Be it some of the stories right now are lackluster, but still. It's the it's USA is the drama show. It is. It is. And it's Fox more, it, is because they get that extra hour the sports and show. Unfortunately, they're filling it with a lot of garbage, but they do get the extra hour because yeah. I think personally, um, SmackDown's telling better stories with one less hour. Yeah, with, without a doubt, and in because one quarter of the show is Roman Reigns, pretty much coming out and just basically bashing everybody. Yeah, even even his own uh, counsel is in fear of Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that he's he's very shy and and taken aback by Roman that he never was with Brock. Yeah, correct. Um, now, do we want to just talk about how much of a star Billy Kay is? I mean, we've been saying it for weeks, dude. Billy she K- is incredible. Billy Kay has found herself to one of my favorite characters in professional wrestling right now. Just because she's that loner kid that's trying to fit in with the cool kids. Because <laughs> yes, she tried, I know all about that person. I do too. She tried to stick herself into the Tamina and Natalia bad girls club, and that didn't work. So then she tried to join the punk rockers of the Riot Squad. Yeah, which and she isn't working. Came, and she <laughs> and came she out with like that. Win. She came out with that flannel skirt and yep. like the devil horns and all that, and the and the big hair. And I'm like, Billy Kay, you are a godsend. <laughs> she yes. is. So much fun, and it works. And as we were talking about months ago, oh my God, Peyton Royce is going to be the biggest star to come out of this iconic split. We were wrong. Billy Kay is. Well, because they haven't really done anything with Peyton Royce because now they've pulled her out of that tag team because you have Lacey Evans concerned with exactly. the whole Ric Flair, Charlotte Flair thing. Exactly. So whatever's going on with Peyton Royce beats me, but I wouldn't be surprised if this led to Peyton Royce ending up on SmackDown and all of a sudden we're getting a reunited riot, um, reunited um, Iconics somehow. I'd be for it. I'd be all for it. We need more women's tag teams. Yes. Um. Next segment was Baron Corbin, King Corbin versus Rey Mysterio. Huge win. Huge win and it comes off of a Dominic distraction. I know Dominic's getting himself inserted incorrectly into these matches, and he costs his dad a win. I mean, Does I'd like this to see lead them build to a feud. In... No, 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 no. Because I think um, Dominic and Ray are going to build into a um into a tag. I'm going to build into a tag team. Yeah, I wouldn't be against that because I'd... one of Dominic's dreams, as he says, is to Just win to the, tag the tag team championship with his dad. Yeah. I'd be I'd be for it. Um, then we had a debut of a new show. Oh, this was good too. This Ding was really Dong good. Hello with Bailey. Um, the show was good. Um, Bianca Belair is always great. And now we get the obstacle course. But they're doing an obstacle week. course next week, which I love. I, I can't wait to see this. It, uh, hmm. It shows 
the EST is the greatest at everything by doing the obstacle course. I like it. I really do. And then you can have Bailey fumbling all over herself like a klutz and stuff. I, 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 I can't wait to see this. Okay. That makes one of us. Uh, t- but well, that might just me, be me. T- tell me your thoughts then. Um. So, is this where I wanted Bailey and Bianca Belair's feud to go? No. Um, does it kind of fit this Bailey character? Yeah. Where she's she's just trying to prove that she's not lost her touch um after losing the belt. Um Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Would I rather just see them two have a match? Yeah. Sure an obstacle course is gonna be fun, but for me obstacle courses just have bring up bad memories with old NXT. <laughs> okay. I heard uh, you giggle because you well, thought. I mean, I, I thought of someone face planting. That's why. Yeah, Titus O'Neil. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same guy who slipped under the ring. Yeah, almost died. If that was, if that was not, if that was a uh, an LED board like they usually are, he would have died in half. Yeah. Um, who did Johnny Knox that? Yeah. Um, moving on to uh, we had a match between Apollo Crews and Sami Zayn. And it, it wasn't a number one contendership, but it kind of was because next uh, this week we're having Big E versus Cruz two. Technically, I know. technically three because their match and had to you, restart. But and like, if you think about it, Apollo cheated to win. He did. Cruz is turning heel forget, because and because don't forget he, who he was talking to earlier in the he night. He was under counsel of Roman Reigns. That's right. So it's kind of a heel turn for Apollo Cruz. Is he going to pick up the Intercontinental title? I don't know, maybe. Um, Not right away. That's that's a real short reign for Big E, and I don't think they're going to have him drop the belt this early. But I mean, the only thing that makes sense is if he drops the belt and he blames Roman and he goes after Roman for, uh, at Mania. Yeah, which you know wouldn't be against, but that's 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 building Big E for failure um, right now because Roman Reigns is too hot right now. Um, where I don't think a Big E win over Roman Reigns at Mania is um, viable. But then again, who knows? And the final segment of SmackDown that I want to talk about is Adam Pierce Outsmarted Roman Reigns. Pulled the official move of being a WWE official and said he has named himself a replacement for the match at Royal Rumble and that man is Kevin Steen. Oh, so so way such a smart man because the entire night Roman was getting his tribal council to get the contract signed, and Pierce signed the contract right away, and then Roman sees the contract and goes, "No, that's wrong. It's supposed to be a last man standing match, not a no holds bar match. You need to get this fixed now. You need to fix this." So then. Why Paul Heyman left the contract with Adam Pierce made no sense, but he did. And then you get the contract signing at the end of the night, and then Pierce goes, oh, I hurt my leg. I don't think I'm going to be medically cleared in time for the Rumble, but since I'm an official, I guess I uh, I have to make a suitable replacement, and I have just the guy for you. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was It was very well done. Um, we do get another Roman Reigns-Kevin Owens match, which I'm not against. I am totally for these two to continue fighting forever because 
Aside from Jey Uso Roman Reigns, this has been one of my favorite Roman Reigns feuds of all time. Um, and Roman had some pretty good feuds. Um, so yeah, he had some really good ones. Um, I mean, even his Lesnar stuff was good. His Lesnar was stuff was good. Out, his was Ambrose good. stuff was good. His Rollins yep. stuff was good. Yep. Um, his Cena stuff was good. His Cena stuff was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. But Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns is a lot of fun, specifically with this Tribal Chief Roman character. Yes. Yes, it is. Because I'm pretty certain we've had some Roman Reigns, uh, Kevin Owens stuff when Roman yeah, but was everything's, a face. But everything's been face. Exactly. Now that he's a heel, it works so much better. Yeah, now that he's a heel, we get to re revisit some of these old feuds reversed, mm-hmm. and it works. But I think that wraps this episode off for the week. We did go over everything from last week in professional wrestling. And, of course, we'll be back here same time, same place next week for this week in professional wrestling on the Double Doink uh, Network production of Doink and Doink Connection. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, definitely hit us up at DJ Ald. And I know you changed your Instagram handle. That's right. So what is your new Instagram handle? So the Instagram handle is derlaufendoik508, which is it's basically the running doink in German, but it's all underscored. So der underscore laufen underscore doink, and then 508. I will be so. certain to link that in the description, um, as well as Double Doink Network on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Of course, you can hit us up on there if you have any questions, comments, concerns. If you did like the show, share, subscribe, and otherwise on your favorite streaming platform, Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. But again, this has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.